Hello everyone, you are listening to Controllers Podcast. I'm HK. Welcome back to another episode. Super excited to have you all here. As usual, really appreciate you guys for listening. In this episode, I'm excited to talk about optimizing CI/CD pipeline using AWS modernization and microservices. All right, with that, let me go ahead and kick off today's topic, which is optimizing CI/CD pipeline using AWS modernization and microservices. So, as we get started, I wanted to say the definition of DevOps. The term itself was uh, coined around 2009 and has morphed into all sorts of things to describe culture, people, process, methodology, tools and even an engineering role. I don't think any definition is wrong as long as it brings people together to try and solve the common goal of increasing an organization's ability to deliver applications, features, functionality and services at a faster pace to meet and exceed their customers' demand. I talked about the definition of uh, DevOps but there seems to be a new term in town that's called as modernization. If you recall, the term DevOps was coined around 2009. Architectures, patterns, tools, and cultures looked very different at that time. So the industry needed a new term. Modernization is really DevOps, but reflects the lessons that uh, we have learned and the deputations we have made to meet increasing the demand of customers. A modern approach to software development is centered around uh, several things. First, shrinking the scope by leveraging different techniques to prove or disprove hypothesis quickly in a fast and safe way in search of customer value. Second, offloading the undifferentiated pieces by seeking out ways to do less in order to do more. Third, choosing the right tool for the job to create more purpose-built solutions and less effort. And fourth, automating everything for speed, consistency and safety. Customers are building modern applications by changing the people, process and technology so they can innovate faster and more frequently and bring those innovations to market faster while reducing costs and building more reliable applications. I have lessons learned from Amazon that I've worked with various organizations that will help you unlock the full potential of the AWS. But before we get started, I want to remind everyone that modernization is a journey and not the final destination. The best practices I'm about to explain is what has worked for Amazon and uh, it is what we have learned in this journey. One of the early things that Amazon realized was that uh, to unlock the full potential of people in communications that they needed to restructure into different teams. These teams would own a specific set of functionalities and the teams were responsible for both developing and operating the services. They used the you build it, you run it mentality. And I can tell you when developers now are on the hook and then they start thinking about writing high quality software that is resilient and self-healing. For Amazon, this change was rooted in the idea of figuring out what is most important for business. When you're working with monolithic applications, you have many developers, all pushing changes through a shared release pipeline, which causes a friction at many points of the lifecycle. During development, engineers need to coordinate their changes to make sure that they are not making changes that will break someone else's code. If you want to upgrade a shared library, to take advantage of a new feature, you need to convince everyone else to upgrade at the same time. And if you want to quickly push an important fix for your feature, you need to merge it with everyone else is in the process. This will lead to delays in the release where all the developers must compile their changes and resolve any conflict for the next release. Even after development, you also face overhead 
when you are pushing the changes through the delivery pipeline you need to rebuild the entire route run all the test suites to make sure that there are no regressions and redeploy the entire route to give you an idea of this overhead amazon had the central team whose sole job was to deploy the monolithic application into production even when you are just making one line change in a typical in a tiny piece of code, you still need to go through the heavyweight process and wait to catch the next train. For a fast growth company trying to integrate Innovate and complete this overhead and sluggishness isn't acceptable. Microservices are minimal function services that are deployed separately but uh, can interact together to achieve a broader use case when uh, monolithics become too big to scale efficiently. We take a couple of big changes. One was architectural and the other was organizational. The teams were decoupled and they have the tools necessary to efficiently release on their own. Teams independently architect, develop, deploy and maintain each microservice. Ownership is key. Every team service has an owner. Owners architect, owners implement, owners supporting production, owners can fix things and owners care. Each microservice often has its own data store and each microservice is fully decentralized. No ESBs, no single database, no top-down. Any given instance of microservices is stateless. Microservices support Polyglot. Each microservice team is free to pick the best technology. DevOps principles, automated uh, setup and uh, developers owning production support, use of uh, cloud for elasticity, platform and uh, software services. So how do we communicate now if we are distributed into microservices? Sharing data stores across microservices introduce uh, coupling, which we don't want to because it creates synonymous communications with the sender, waits for the response. This creates dependencies between the microservices, which in turn creates performance and availability problems. Instead, we aim for all the data exchange between microservices must be through an API layer or messaging between microservices must be through an API layer or messaging. Messaging can really help us achieve scalability, fault tolerance, high availability, consistency, and distributed transaction management by providing a mechanism for reliable, durability, fault tolerance, delivery of messages. Increasing the dependencies they have on each other on logical decomposition of systems and increasing autonomy of our components. You probably want messaging services to do this. What does this mean for software you buy from key suppliers and vendors you want to seek vendors that embrace APIs. A lot of software are being built on AWS. Service consists of a lot of source code, but even the installation and upgrade routines are managed at uh, code themselves. APIs uh, can be used to deploy and manage software whenever possible and uh, drive service teams very hard to build and leverage APIs whenever changes are needed or when information is needed from the runtime environment. There could be a question, how can I efficiently automate if the installation requires uh, command line access? Typically, very privileged access relies on a graphical interface where you click next, 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 finish. Really can't. As uh, use of the cloud has dramatically increased, the industry has seen a lot of vendors integrate and APIs of uh, cloud providers hosting those uh, solutions. It's important that these solutions have their own APIs so you can continue to automate not only the resources offered by the underlying cloud provider but also programmatically get out the data from the solution itself. To take full advantage of elasticity of the cloud, you want to treat everything as code, not just the application but also the infrastructure and the configuration. Really it's about how to eliminate manual errors, reduce uh, surface area for things. When we traditionally think of source code, we think of gaps, we think of applications, websites, business logic, backend services, transactions, etc. But now Everything is like source code, firewalls, routes, load balances, identity permissions, monitoring alerts, all of it. In the cloud, all of these uh, resources can be expressed in 
but as we move through the pipeline our software and apis of the cloud platform will turn that configuration into a running resource that performs the same functions as uh, things we traditionally by input and uh, racks by treating your infrastructure code you and me will remove humans from the control plane of the network storage and compute uh, provisioning and uh, management you no longer make changes to live running assets you change them in source control and let the pipeline test and uh, deploy the updates using infrastructure as code that allows you to lower the cost by redirecting resources to more important business needs improve consistency by reducing human error which can lead to deviations uh, from uh, configuration standards agility by increasing the speed at which you uh, can release new versions of services in response to customers needs and uh, market drivers improving your ability to attain and maintain compliance to corporate or industry standards due to the absence of a repeatable process one must believe in putting this obstruction in every part of the application customers are trying to make an application that serves a purpose customer tell us i want something completely automated and uh, easy button they are asking us to remove their operational load the same way we did for storage the same way we did for compute or databases and they want it done at a cost model that makes sense for each workload aws is uh, obstructing away the infrastructure for people who don't want to deal with it serverless is uh, really a state of mind it is a relentless try to eliminate all things where you don't add value it's about adding value where it is needed the business another best practice i want to talk about around modernization is event driven architectures in the simplest terms an event is a signal that a system state has changed in most modern systems these are represented as json messages that provide some of some set of facts about what changed and potentially what the current state of the system is one of the key distinguishing features of uh, events compared to commands is that uh, events are observable not directed in a command model each command is explicitly issued to a specific recipient events on the other hand are merely observed by other systems it means that the event producers don't need to have any knowledge about who's listening to those uh, events this keeps and simple and allows other services to consume more events without needing the upstream system to change the benefit of event driven architecture that allows you to shrink the scope of work by breaking it up into smaller pieces this allows us to distribute the work while decreasing waste so we can focus on value by no longer having to coordinate all the listeners and manage all downstream task systems become simpler and more focused another important shift we made with our architecture is that there are no gatekeepers there is no line to wait in for a storage compute database or to start using machine language in the old world when you ask engineering teams how long it would take to get a new server to try an experiment you get answers like 10 to 12 weeks we set out to reinvent the experience to increase the rate at which we could experiment we thought others would benefit from this as well and in uh, 2006 aws was born now in the cloud you can provision thousands of servers within minutes with the 165 servers that you can put together in use in whatever combination you want you get idea to implementation and sort several orders of magnitude faster this totally changes in organization increasing the amount of cycles employees spend thinking about innovation because uh, they know if they have an idea they have a chance to see if it works this expands the group of people inside a company they are thinking about uh, new ideas from select few to everyone any traditional application there is one release uh, pipeline shared between many Teams. This process often introduces bottlenecks, which is why we decompose uh, functional hierarchies at Amazon and uh, give teams more autonomy. When teams have the authority to move fast, they can release new features continuously, often several teams per day. Teams are not encumbered by other teams. They release uh, when they are ready 
and at a pace that aligns with their business objectives. This best practice is to have at least one pipeline per team, but that doesn't limit teams to only having one pipeline. Some teams have multiple pipelines to split the application from infrastructure. The point being is that this is left up to the team to decide what works best for them and not someone and not some overarching organizational requirements. We can then provide security of the pipeline as well as security in the pipeline and things like artifacts validation and uh, static code analysis. We can provide uh, built-in constantly reinforcing guardrails that allow teams to move quickly while uh, following the rules you define. These rules were able to travel faster more freely at any time of day on and off. Gates have a similar but often more disruptive effect on our software development process and flow. Modern applications have automated guardrails in place allowing for the removal of gates resulting in increased speed, autonomy and agility. More than a decade ago, Amazon took our monolithic code base and uh, broken apart into service-oriented architecture, refactored single code base into smaller, focused single-purpose services which it has a primitive for displaying the buy button on a product page and uh, had uh, one for calculating access. Every primitive was uh, packaged as a standalone web service and had an uh, HTTP interface. The business logic and critically the data were only exposed to other teams to in APIs. These building blocks only communicated to each other through the web service interfaces so that the other teams could take advantage of existing services. This created a highly decoupled architecture where these services could be literally on independently as long as they adhere to their web service interface. Today, Amazon.com performs multiple deployments in a year. When we talk about teams, cultures, microservices, APIs, and teams with their own pipelines, remember that it has a practical application in the business. All right then, thanks for listening to this episode. I would like to do another episode on CRCD pipeline with another set of tools. Until then, take care. Cheers.